Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner. With me, as always, is the czar of salads, the salad czar. This is Sal. How y'all doing? Glad to be here. Ready to hear some more stuff from Chief, man. Yeah, we're, st- we're in here with, with you. Now, what we did was we cut that because we just kept going. Yeah, yeah. And so we ended up cutting, and I know, folks, it's hard. You had to wait a whole week to get back in it. And, uh, seriously, but we had to cut it. And we got Chief in the studio still. We're still talking. Uh, How's it going, guys? Cadejo and the Pendejo and all <laughs> yeah. the other hoes that we're talking The jalapeno. About. But jalapeno. we can still, you know, before we get right back into it, man, we can still plug the email real right. quick, you know? You do the honors. Right. You go ahead. Folks, just remember, doswolfman88 at gmail.com. Or you can send it to our other email, wolfandsal at gmail.com. Wolfandsal at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you're still unsure, look at the description there on the channel. Both of those emails are right there. You can see the little writing down there, description. Get it from there and put it in there. We want to hear your story. Unfortunately, like I said... If you scrutinize one of the episodes, the end is missing. <laughs> yes. So I had people hitting me up on Messenger like, Das Wolfma? And I kept trying. You know, I'm yes. like, okay, come on, man. Yes, you know. Yeah, and that actually did happen, folks. <laughs> we complained <laughs> that it was not right. But that, like I said, that's Tony's fault. We have we have flogged him and, yes. and, and kept him. He, he had to eat uh, cat food for a week. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, man, I tell you what, we couldn't stop last time with Chief, you know, and just to recap real quick, you know, we we were just going along on this whole deal about the area around Taylor, Maynard, you know, Maynard Elgin, all those areas in that that part of Texas, you know. And you left us with this thought, um, Chief. You were talking about how the Cadejo, right, this devil dog with red eyes, mm-hmm. had been spotted a lot around crops, you know. And you were you were, you know, lining those up the correlations with all the other seemingly weird stuff we'd been talking about in reference to the Cadejo. So please carry on, brother. Yeah, that's, that's right, Sal. Uh, it was just, uh, it, I just thought it was, it was either correlation or, or maybe coincidence because there was some reports out of mission that the Cadejo was being cited around crops. And I thought it was, you know, coincidence correlation with the Taylor area. Yeah, and Mission, folks, is nowhere near this area. It's oh, no. six hours away. But the correlation is, I get what you're saying. I, I think, my theory, if I could talk about that, what I think, what I think is the Taylor thing, there was a lot of satanic activity at one point that was going on in and around Taylor. And, and with the, uh, that was back in the 80s and 90s, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that there were a lot of uh, supposed people were finding in their barns and and i know that my nephew you know went into an abandoned building and he saw pentagrams drawn on the walls and all kinds of weird stuff that was going on at that time or not at that time it just was going on for you know off and on for a long time and so i just remember as a kid though you know there was like some kind of special they did on tv about it you know like taylor having some sort of you know witchcraft so it didn't surprise me that people there was a there was a black dog flap going on off and on off and on, and you know as far as like seeing him in crops I can't attest to that I haven't heard of that, but I know that at one point there was UFO activity too near Hutto I remember hearing about it not too long ago actually hmm. some woman near Hutto saw a UFO just read it in passing you know and there was a woman that saw one near Buda I think we talked oh, about wow, that. Yeah. You it's know, funny this whole you say area. That. On 29, uh, some co-workers said they spotted a UFO 
And that's right between Elgin and, and Taylor. Yeah. Well, there you that's, go. I the mean, huddles, it's right there. Are these UFOs dropping off black dogs? <laughs> are they dropping <laughs> off black dogs? Are they dropping off Dogman, Wendigo, and Bigfoot? Sasquatch. Who knows? Sasquatch. And, when you think about that that topic of the link, is there a link between UFOs and Bigfoot slash Dogman and some of these other strange cryptids people report? You know, there was a guy uh, out there. His name is Stan Gordon. He's He follows that particular niche the 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 whole question of is bigfoot and you know ufos are those connected uh i haven't heard anything about dogman from him but you know his big thing that got him started was around the time the the kecksburg incident happened in pennsylvania where that supposedly a crashed ufo hit and and government came in sealed off the area and they took out this particular object that was kind of shaped like an acorn. Where know, was this at? In Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. It's nowhere near where we live. Yeah. But the whole point is that this is his niche, and he showed up on scene. Oddly enough, he uh, he was on the scene not too long after that happened, and that's what got him started down that path. Okay. I care not about this guy and his <laughs> Pennsylvania, as you call it. I'm kidding, folks. Seriously, that is weird. Pennsylvania, never heard of her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, Pennsylvania, they that's a state that has a hotbed of activity, too. Oh, yes, they do. The, the, I think it's Germantown, uh, oh, yes, Ohio. That's and, not too far away. And that, that's right there. And I know that Ohio and Pennsylvania both have a lot of uh, activity. Mm-hmm. One thing I was going to say, uh, you, you, the other day when we were talking about the dog man that had the thing riding on its back. Uh, Do you remember that? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you're ta- you're talking about the, the circus? Kind of no, you're- <laughs> <laughs> no. You're no, it was actually, the, we were, uh, BDRP interview? Was it the BDRP interview? We or? mentioned, uh, we mentioned the, the, the film footage by Scott Carpenter and- He's the guy that I I call him a pioneer. Tell Chief about it because he doesn't know. You know, Scott Carpenter is a uh, Sasquatch slash Dogman researcher, and he's got his area. He lives, uh, I believe, if I if I'm not uh, mistaken, he lives up in Tennessee, and he he has his you know his area that he goes and walks the trail, and he pioneered the whole deal, putting a camera on the back of on the. Over his shoulder, I don't know whether left or right, but it's a backward-facing camera. Kind of like a GoPro kind of deal. Yeah, but it's facing backwards, something that a lot of research has not done. And he's captured a lot of interesting photos and footage, you know, utilizing that technique. And one of the the ones that's internet famous within the Bigfoot and Dogman community is he got what seems to be an image of a Dogman and has like a little gray UFO alien up on its shoulder. Wow. It's interesting. I, I thought that was really, it was just mind-blowing first time I saw it, man. Is this a video or a picture? Yeah, well, it, it, it's a picture from a video, the one he posts up there, but he does have the video. He, You should check out his channel, Scott Carpenter. And it, a lot of interesting stuff. The guy comes across very no-nonsense. And, you know, to me, that's just, just some correlation to what we first started talking about, the UFO Bigfoot or Dogman connection. I mean, is there one? I, I'm inclined to think yes. Mm. How much of it, it, I don't know. But there seems to be some type of correlation. I've heard a lot of interesting talk about that. I've heard there was a story I listened to on one of these shows, and I can't remember. I was on my way to the coast or something, and there was something playing, and I just remember listening to it, and there was a guy saying that he he believed that there was a dog man that was stalking around his property 
and don't, don't quote me folks because I wasn't really like 100% you know but I just remember the story there was story after story playing on this channel I can't remember which one it was and the guy was saying that there was a dog man stalking around his property that he believed was being controlled by a UFO because he would see a UFO then they would he would see this dog man he thought that they were dropping it off Wow, and, and that that it would flop around on the ground, and it would like shake its arms and legs back and forth, and that it just kept bouncing up and down. And he thought that they were controlling it, some kind of teleportation, or yeah, and, and like either tracking. they had they had messed with its brain. That's what this guy was claiming. I mean, it was just it was crazy, and I can't even remember what it what it was. Um, I know Anthony, you were with me on that trip. Do you remember that story? We were listening to when we were going through. Uh, it was at the Quero. We were like near Quero. Quero gobblers. Gobblers, yeah, because we were talking about the gobblers because they have a great football team and they're yes. the gobblers. Then, but uh, yeah, we were going through Quero, whatever, and I was like, "That's crazy, that story." And I just remember I, I was really tired and I, I didn't remember. You know, my wife was listening to it, and I was right. like, "Well, she was kind of in control of the radio, so I was just like, I was kind of part." Part, like half listening. Yes, and it got kind of weird. You know, it was like this story that this guy was telling, but then you know. I actually heard a story that was kind of weird, like, you know, just it, like somebody that sent me a little snippet or something, and you get all kinds of crazy stories, but this person sent me a story that was just like completely, that they saw, and I, I remember I told you this, maybe, that they saw uh, these aliens like leave a Bigfoot. Yeah, 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 that's in- uh, th In the UK? Wasn't yes, it in the UK, yes, like yes. in Wales or something like that? And yes. they said that, that the lady sent us a story- <clears throat> and it was a guy and a, and a girl actually because he got his actually it wasn't his wife it was his sister to kind of confirm the story or whatever and they sent me a story then she followed up with me but it was like they saw what looked like a craft but it wasn't it wasn't a disc shaped craft but it was like kind of oddly enough it's shaped like tony's hat <laughs> <laughs> this hat you're wearing here, Buc but bucket hat a tony's bucket hat, hat. kind of shape yeah it was the, the way that they, they drew the little image or whatever mm -hmm. and that this this thing landed and the, yes. the, like i said this is their story but yes. it's just weird that i've heard this theme before i, I, I look at threads you know yeah. that you can pull and then and then, it, and then it kind of correlates with other stuff but this this these people claim that this they left a sasquatch looking creature and that when they departed, they walked right up on it, and it was breathing. It was still alive, and they were like, "Wow, this is crazy!" And then they ran, they ran back to the house, whatever, to go grab the camera. Of course, it was gone. Yeah, you know how convenient. But you know who knows? Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. But they kind of like pushed it that they really believed, you know. And the guy's like, "Look, I'm not crazy. I really haven't had any other experiences, but I did see that." Wow. And so they they left me with that, you know, and. People will say that though they're gonna be like, oh well, they walked because because you know when they when they were walking and they saw this, they were near their house. Yes, they walked out, just curious, and they saw what it was, and they ran back to the house, and then it was gone. Well, who's to say that the aliens weren't in control of this thing? That's true, and that maybe they knew what they were going to do, and so that it they woke it up and used it, and, and you know, and some people have said I've heard different people claim that they honestly believe that these things are. Be, they're looking through their eyes they're controlling them not not all of them but some of them seem to be like robotic you know so almost a uh, an attack of the body snatcher kind of parasite starring from sasquatch and, and dogman and and uh donald sutherland and start was the characters from rampage starring ralph and george yeah there you go <laughs> i'll tell you man i mean starring rick and ralph the stuff that that you know people report out there 
like you said, you've listened to a lot of people's stories. You've talked to a lot of people. And I know in time, the more you get exposed to people's um, stories, you'll be able to, you know, separate the, as DDoS says, separate the wheat from the shaft. For the, the shaft. I think oh, you're saying, saying I, you're saying I can shaft. do that now. No, that's not what I'm saying. You can. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, so when someone is giving you a load of bull, you know, you can, you can, mm, that's why you I can don't differentiate. I, I, I think you've, you've listened to enough that you can yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Know? I was confused. I was like, wow, you don't, I can't do that now. Yeah. No. Like, no. you know, with the dog man stories, they're very popular. And when somebody gives me one, you know, I just tell it. If, if, if they're, if it's not a truth, if it's an untruth to you, Anna, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's the truth, then it is because, you know, and, and I tried, I try to talk to people as much as possible yes. this whole week. You know, as you know, I got like several interviews slated. We got a guy that we're going to be talking to folks, uh, dog man uh, property. We're yeah. going to be t- talking to him again and we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with that guy because we've actually talked to him on, on a couple occasions in person mm-hmm. and he's, you know, we never even scratched the surface with what he yeah, had to well, tell the us. Yeah, the last time we spoke with him, uh, he said, oh no, I still got a lot more yeah. stories to tell Not you. just it happened to him, but other people on, on his property. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, and, and it is here in Central Texas too. And, and so there's a lot of, of stories that, that we have that we've collected. And uh, I was going to talk to you, Chief. Um, you have... So another story to tell, but before we left off last time, I wanted to tell a story involving the Kadejo creature. Um, but I, and I wanted to tell you guys that now you might have heard, heard this, Armando, but the, I know people at home haven't heard it, and I wanted to tell you, Chief. There is a property that we used to do security at, and I, I cannot say the property because it's I would get in trouble, but it is uh, in Austin, in the city limits of Austin, and. Uh, at this property, we had a particular guard that worked there regularly. Uh, I would say he worked there four days a week or five days a week, and then I believe that my my one of my nephews would actually work the other two days or whatever, two to three days. And he swarping down that he saw what looked like a shadow, like a, I would say the way he described it was a cat mixed with a canine type shadow entity. And it was floating in the air. Now, when he first told me that, I didn't go, whoa, that's crazy, whatever, dude, you know, because I had actually heard there was there was a lady that used to go to a friend of mine. He's very religious. They go to church regularly. And there was a lady. He said that, he goes, I know you collect these creepy stories. He's like, I know this lady that goes to our church and she claims that she saw a demonic cat. Well, when I actually spoke to this woman and she gave me her story, it was very similar to this story that I'm telling you. Very creepy, you know, and of course I, I was thinking a cat, you know, what is this like pet cemetery cat or is this like a, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what kind of cat these people were talking about, but I, uh, so I ended up like interviewing her. And, and so when I talked to her and it was, it was prior to this incident that happened at this property, what happened at this property was this guy said he was doing his rounds. He came around the corner. He saw this shadowy looking cat type entity he said it was like it was sitting you know how the sphinx sits yes and he put his arms out in front of him and he kind of like kind of leaned forward he said that it was like kind of squatting but it it just kind of floated up and then the legs kind of just disappeared and and there was like this uh kind of swirling shadow and that he could see the head clearly and it then it kind of morphed almost into like a canine looking thing and then went down into the ground and that it stayed there on the ground 
for a long time that it just sat, it was just there on the ground as a black spot, blacker than the night, as he described it. Went and got back in his car and just kind of stayed in the back of the property for a while because this was at the front of the property. And then he said when he he finally got, you know, he's like, it's been three hours. I, I got to do my round because you're, you're on camera, you know? Yes. And so he went back and did his rounds. And that's actually how I got into the conversation with this guy because I looked at the, I was told by the property, hey, he didn't do his rounds for three hours. So when I, but when, when, when I looked on the camera, I did see a shadow. I did see something. But I couldn't make it out what it was because the cameras were so horrible. But he walked back around the, the, to the front of that property and, and he went and he looked at this shadow. And I actually saw him doing it on the camera. Mm -hmm. Okay. With the property, I went and I looked. Like I said, the very, very horrible old antiquated cameras. But you could see him doing it and he looks at it and he sees what this is. Well, he snaps a photo of it. And at that point, I see him running away from whatever is on the ground. I didn't see like what it was when it was floating. It just it, it I did look it did look like there was something blow, blowing in the wind or whatever. But it was so horrible. The camera, like I said, you couldn't make out anything. And he this is what he claimed he saw. He said that he saw a face like in the middle of this black circle that was just like like a, a shadow. And he said it was like a face. It was just looking up at him. Like it was just like eyes and you could you couldn't make out a nose, but there was a mouth and it was moving. Wow. And he said that in he got a sense of like terror, like, you know, whatever he held the camera over it. He took a picture and he ran off. Well, the picture just looks like a blurry streak because he just does it real quick and runs away. Hmm. And then on the camera though, you can actually see like what looks like, uh, like it kind of disappears. Like, it's just like, it kind of, you see the, the it gets lighter on the faded. road. Yeah. It was just kind of like, boom. And it's just like, it, it gets light really quick. Now the guys that work with me at this company, like, you know, and of course, like, my nephews and my brother and everybody, they know about this incident. They know about what happened with this guy because he was he didn't make any bones about what he saw. That's weird. And it just kind of like he said that it was just there for like three hours. It just sat there on the ground and then it went into the, into the ground. He said that for a couple of days after that, he had dreamed about it, like, you know, and that it was trying to talk to him, but it was something evil that it was telling him. And then, of course, I get a phone call and he's like, I'm quitting and he quit. That's freaky. <laughs> his wife said that, you know, that he woke up kicking at her, you know, in his sleep. And yeah, it was really weird. And then, but, you know, I, I kind of believed his story that he believed that that story, you know, but I believed it in the way that I had interviewed a woman from a church. And I'll tell you about that. There was a woman that claimed that there was her house was being haunted uh, by a demon. Well, she was very adamant that it was a demon, you know, and I'm like, OK, well, there, what what are we dealing with here, you know? Can you describe said demon, you know? And, and, and she's like, it's a demon. And I'm like, okay. And she was, you know, we're off the cusp, you know, like, of course, very devout Christian. They'll say everything's a demon. Yeah. Right. Like the kukui. The kukui. Everything's a kukui. Everything's a demon. The kukui. So they, uh, so she was convinced that it was demonic. And so when I tried to talk to her about it, uh, she didn't want to talk about it on the phone because apparently she, it would hear her. That's how that's how freaked out she was. That's freaky. So I had wow. to go and meet her down down the street at this store in front of this store where she sat there talking to me and she was just like moving around and you know like just real frantic when she was talking and I said, "Look, you're really I can't follow you because you're you're moving around the vehicle and she's just very distraught." And um 
she was very uh, spiritual, you know, very and very uh, high strung. Mm-hmm. And so she she just went on this story, you know, and and of course I I couldn't get a whole lot out of her that first time, so I had to go back and I went with a friend of mine, and we actually and Chief knows who he is, but we actually went back and talked to her, mm-hmm. and she told me, you know, the whole story when she was calmer. Yeah, because I just said, look, I'm I'm going to be real honest with you. I can't really get the whole, but according to her, her daughter had developed uh, an illness because of this cre- this thing. It started when they first moved into this house. They did renovations. You hear that a lot. It starts yes. like so. They did some remodeling, and then the, something came out of the floor when the daughter was playing on the floor. I think the daughter was ten, something like that, and she saw this shadow looking thing come up out of the floor but it, it it morphed into like a cat and it was like that you could touch the cat and it had solidity but then it would just vaporize too and it had red glowing eyes and then it would crawl up onto the bedspread and then it, she said that the first time she saw this she's like mommy it's the cat and the cat would talk to her and the cat gave it it gave itself a name, which I, she said I can't even pronounce it. It sounds like it's Arabic or Jewish or something. And she said that it's like Middle Eastern, you know. And she said the name is like some weird, you know. I know this isn't correct, but like Abakuk or some weird name. Like I, I couldn't. She, that's what she said. It was like you know, but I couldn't even begin to try to pronounce it. Is what she's telling me. And I'm like, so the cat would 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 be invisible, but they would see the bedspread moving. And they would see it move around, and they had a dog and a cat, a real dog and a cat. Well, I'm not saying this wasn't real, but I'm saying like a flesh and blood, earthbound right. yes. dog and cat. And that it, they would get attacked, and that this thing would attack their animals. Um, they had a bird like a in a cage, and it died. And it looked like the head had been twisted, you know? Oh, God, the poor fish. And, <laughs> the fish. And so whenever this thing would do these antics that it would do the lights would come on and off you know and that that she had some toys that would that would come on and off you know and she would always say abaku was doing the whatever you know that that's what's doing this this cat you know hmm. so the cat said that it was very old that it had been living in at, at that spot for a long long time well, um, maybe it had de- a whole backstory a de- demon kind of deal how they've always got a name well that that's what i'm thinking it was some sort of evil entity or whatever but this thing was like and so she had the preacher come, and of course this thing decides that it's not going to perform. So the preacher comes in there and is like, I don't see anything. There's nothing going on. You can't blame the guy. I mean, it didn't do anything when he was around. But as soon as he would leave, at one point she said that she got slapped. And then this uh, demonic cat would was like a, would appear in the window, like floating. And that she said that also that she would it would appear like she saw she was going out to a shed a guard like a like there was a little small garden there was like a little shed and she was going out to to pass the garden to get a tool for the, or the shed to get a tool for the garden and she saw that it was daylight outside but it was dark in the shed and she heard like this growling I can't do sound effects but she heard this you know and that there were these two red eyes and she could see them blinking in the darkness and I've heard that thread too before too in like somebody's closet. And she said that she heard the growling and she thought, oh my gosh, what, you know, what is this? You know, is this some new shenanigan? And as she got closer, she first, she's like, you know, first I thought I was just, you know, this is just, you know, my mind. Yeah. But as I got closer, I realized it was coming from the shed. It wasn't like a neighbor's dog or anything like that. And she said that we just had a privacy fence, you know, and there was dogs on the other side. It might've been one of them, you know? 
and she said she, this thing, she saw a paw come out of the shed, and she saw the beginning of a snout, and she said it looked canine. Wow. So it went from being a cat to being like a dog, you know, like creature, if that's the same thing. We don't know that it is the same entity. We just, we know that this was happening. So then she was telling us that she she got a phone call in the middle of the night and that something was, it sounded, it sounded like to her something was speaking backwards. Yeah. Wow. And so- the, the remodeling, the people that she had that were doing the remodeling, they ended up screwing up something and then they stiffed her, like, you know, they, they took, which happens with contractors, they screw you over and then they, they didn't come back. So she had a room that was unfinished and a, and a bathroom that was unfinished. So she had to get the money together to get a, a new contractor. They basically ripped her off. And um, she never heard from them again, but she didn't know if it was because they saw something or what, you know. And yeah, it was real weird. And then she said that at one point the TV came on and there was like this cat looking face, you know, on the TV with this weird wide looking smile, but it was like really sharp, big looking teeth when this mm. frizzed out looking hair, you know, the way she described it. And so I'm sitting there going like, what, what could this be? What is this thing that people are seeing? And is this related to what we're talking about? These shadow, uh, cat dog creatures, are they related? Are they the same thing? Or is this just a form of these things? Like if, if it's or, if you're Arab, it's a, it's a jinn. If you're if you're a Christian, it's a demon. You know what it is. We know for sure is evil and demonic. And I will say this: that that these incidents, these uh, things that are happening, it's on the rise. You're, you're hearing more and more about these things. <clears throat> you get reports now. I'm starting to get reports almost daily of like these incidents where people are they've experienced the haunting and it's demonic it's it's evil you know it's malignant it's it's, it's, it's a malignancy it's, absolutely right. it's not a it's nothing it's not benign they're not just like there they're they're interacting with people they're hurting people they're scratching people she they're she very moved benevolent, out of the place disgruntled benevolent you know evil not, not yeah malevolent malevolent yeah. Malevolent. Yes. malevolent yeah no benevolent would be better yeah yeah be benevolent good, would be good but good malevolent thing. would so be we bad got malevolent yeah right so they, she was reporting this and that the child actually was starting to uh, – she had scratches on her. She said that the cat was, was attacking her in her sleep. It would jump on her. And uh, it was becoming more and more aggressive. One of the, the cat that they had ran away. You know, And so she, she eventually just left that place and was just paying the bills on it even though she, she wasn't there. And she was staying at her mom's. And you know, she asked me – if there's anything I could do about it, and I'm just like, look, you know, I am not a priest. I'm, I can't do anything for you. The only thing I could do, you know, is just get your story, and and so people will know that these things are happening. You know, that's all. I mean, I can't do anything for. I felt horrible because you can't do anything for these people. Um, you know, I could tell. I could warn against. You know, I asked her if her child had played with Ouija board. If there was any sort of magic that had been done or anything like that but she she did not have anything to tell me whether or not there was something that you know so anyway that's that story and so you know i i kind of had a, a feeling when i was talking to that guard that he was being truthful you know that he did see some sort of shadow looking cat type uh creature you know i wonder if people are perhaps uh mistaking uh the Cadejo or Black Dog or Dogman with some of the Panther. Because I know in the Wilbarg area, we were getting Panther sightings. Yeah, well, that's that whole corridor, too, where right. we talk about the, the, the Black Panthers. Yeah, in that whole area. Now, that's that's really odd. I mean, you got this obviously paranormal entity that the child 
got sick because of it was being attacked because mm -hmm. of you know because of that and then the guard all this stuff maybe it's uh the entity itself or those types of entities mm -hmm. like to take the shape of a a black dog you know cadejo the cadejo and and that's really interesting to me because i've never heard anything along that genre about these you know, black shapes that turn into feline and then to a canid type creature. Back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. That's really, truly really interesting. I'm, you know, folks, if you have had something like that, hey, send your story in because this is really interesting. And on that note, you know, you guys just mentioned the Black Panther and I just remembered um, a story about family members and I think I mentioned it before in a, another episode. But this past weekend, I saw some family, you know, holiday, everybody enjoying Easter and all Easter this good weekend. stuff. And um, I asked about, you know, you I went asked. To Brownwood? No, no, no. I just, uh, I went up to Copper's Cove. But um, I asked those, uh, you know, family members that claim to have seen a Black Panther no more than 12 yards to 15 yards away in front of them. And, you know, they were driving down the road and. You know, I'd gotten that part of the story, and there was three of them that witnessed it. And I've got to talk to another family member, you know, next time I see him when I go visit people back home. But uh, the guys that were there, the family members, both of them, I took them both off to the side. And I said, well, how big was this Black Panther? You know, and just to give you a quick rundown of the story, they were driving down the road, and they saw this thing, you know, in the middle of the road. So they slowed down. Pretty much to a dead stop almost and 15, about 12 to, I would, I'm going to be generous and say 12 to 15 yards in front of them when they stopped the truck. There's this big black panther. But both of those two cousins of mine, when I asked them, I said, I said, how tall was it? You know, on all fours. And both those guys are about my, you know, my size, a little bit bigger, about six, one of them's about six, one, about six, two. And the other one, six foot, same size as me. They said, easily three feet high at the top of the back up to about the waist what was the location this was in comanche county oh wow out in the country yeah out in the country yeah comanche county for the most part is rural oh yeah i know i know the where county it's seat the county seat is i mean i haven't looked at the population lately but i would say no more than maybe eight thousand people well when you go through the city of comanche itself it's like there's nothing there's nothing there's just a big old oak tree in the middle yeah. of the town square <laughs> that's about it but uh, yeah, this and so all the areas, all the surrounding areas, you have to travel. Let's see, you have to travel at least thirty minutes. Um, Pascaline, right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. This is up. This is up further up north. But in Comanche County, the county seat is Comanche, Texas. Yeah, Comanche. You have to go thirty, thirty-five north, minutes north towards west. Northwest from here. Yeah, kind of northwest from here, mm -hmm. from the Austin area. You go through there to go to El Abilene and all that. Yeah, oh, you'll okay. go through Brown okay. County, mm -hmm. which is the neighboring county. But Brown County, Comanche County, for the most part, are rural counties. Oh, yeah. and, and a lot like San Saba County. San Saba County and Comanche County are almost the same as far as just how rural the whole county is. Okay. But uh, they told me, yeah, it was no doubt. They said, we, both of them told me, we saw a flesh and blood Black Panther in um, – from the tip of its nose to the to the rump, not the tail, he said, easily six feet long. Wow. Easily. Wow. It was holding a um it was holding a fawn 
they didn't specify. It's hard to tell how old, but I would I would venture to say it was probably one that may have been six months old, pretty big, big enough to keep up with the mother, right, with the doe. And he said it was just carrying it around like nothing, like and it like just, a rag doll. Yeah, like nothing. The only thing that that could be, if it's not some sort of you know anomaly, cryptid. Yeah, some sort of cryptid. It would be a jaguar. Which yeah. Then you don't. You, it's hard to, to hear that the jaguars right on my brain. Be that that far up north from you know? Mexico. From Mexico, yeah, typically Mexico. Mexico, because if you're getting into Mexican folklore, we're going to do a show about that too. Mm-hmm. The the jaguar. Um, and th- here's a connection, though, and I'm going to make this connection. The jaguar knights, of course, the Aztecs had them. The, the Mayans had them. The Mayans Warriors. they worship Zippy Totec, and Zippy Totec or Zipe Totec, as some people pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, it's X I P E. I think if you want to look it up, Zippy Totec was a bloodthirsty jaguar-headed deity. Yeah. And that the people in Southern Mexico ja- believe... Jaguar god. Yeah. And speaking of a friend of ours, he's from Southern Mexico. Um, we just talked about him earlier when we were, took a break or whatever. He actually was from Southern Mexico. Kid grew up eating iguanas and whatever down, down <laughs> there in the Yucatan. He believed in Zeptotec, you know, that that was like a real thing to him. And that he believed that it was a demonic entity. You know, of course, the Catholic Church turned it into this is evil. You know, yeah. I'm sure it was to begin with, but it was no longer religion. It was just something that was it was a horrible demonic entity that they yeah. were worshiping. And he said that this thing would appear to people regularly down in southern Mexico. People would see this jaguar-headed demonic entity, that it was like a black cat. And that goes along with what we were talking about, you know, about the the demonic yeah. cat or whatever type thing. And then the the whole demonic pantheon of demonic gods or they're not gods to me, but they're false gods, you know. And mm-hmm. then, of course, you, you hear about these uh, black panthers, these things that you're talking about, you know, like you were talking about Will Barger. And then you're talking about up there in Comanche County. They're all mm-hmm. over Texas. Yeah. yeah. And you can't mistake them. I mean, there are, like, in one episode you said there are no bears in Texas. Well, there are actually black bears. Not very frequent. It's very rare, but they do appear in southern Texas. Yeah, they, they are very rare. Most of the southwest of southern Texas, Del Rio area, I've heard about them being in that area. Well, a lot of the, the the you get some bears that come up from Mexico when you get to that yeah. part of the state, but... As far as bears in actually inhabiting, yeah, Texas, no, that doesn't they don't. really happen. Because you also have so you uh, can't what mistake them as black bears. Yeah, yeah, the, you can't. People like to say that though. Yeah, a lot of people do. And, and another detail with that story: this, those cousins of mine, they said that from the rump to the tip of the nose was six feet. He said the tail itself was probably anywhere between four to five feet long. Was there any details on the the chest? Maybe. No, they said it was no. all, all black. black. There was all no black. spotting. Or maybe like a yeah. sizing on like, the chest, maybe? Like, you know, was there well, a, they, they caught a side view of it, and they t- they said it turned around and looked at the headlights, and they said they saw the the, 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 profile. the eyes. They saw the profile, but then when it looked at the headlights towards them, you know, the, the eyes lit up because that's what happens at night. Right. He said it, it was just sitting there, and it was just kind of lumbering along, and as soon as, you know, it looked over, acknowledged that, that the vehicle was there, that it just started making its way to the fence, jumped over the fence. Uh, this was approximately four or five years ago. Yeah. And uh, so I started thinking about that. I said, well, it's not too unusual because, you know, I, I had another friend from Brown County. He was telling me a story that one of his hunting buddies, I got to asking about, hey, have you heard any strange hunting stories, so on and so forth? 
And he told me a story about a friend of his that was out fishing near Coleman, Texas. And mm-hmm. there's plenty of river, plenty of creeks and rivers out there to fish. They said they were out there at night and they kept hearing a strange sound. And he said that, that his friend told him and, you know, he couldn't make out what it was. They said when he came up on it, he found a gator out there. Wow. A gator. So, so you know, a lot of these and animals you, pop yeah, up in the weirdest crazy. places. Well, there's about a, that in East Texas, too. Mm-hmm. Like those gators, they'll travel through those those channels, mm-hmm. and you'll get them in Beaumont. Like I had a buddy who said, you go out there in Beaumont, anywhere in that water out there, you'll find there's them gators out there, out there man. You oh, can't, yeah. It's still swampy enough out there that they'll make their way that far north. Mm-hmm. Well, there's bayous all the way down the Gulf, you know, and that, that, that all connects to Louisiana. Yeah, all those channels, that you'll find them out there. That's definitely for sure. So uh, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. Like, like, because you know, I I know that there are a lot of people that have that have seen these things, but you had your own, you know, family. Yeah, and, and you know, I know them, and like I've said before in a previous episode, I want to learn about all this stuff because. I tell them about it. They go hunt a lot more than I do. They're right. always out there hunting, fishing, doing all this Sounds stuff. Like so, my family. Yeah. So, so a lot of it is just look. I, I tell them. I'm simply telling you because you do all this stuff. So you need to be aware of these be kind aware. of things that are out there. Yeah. You know, you you never know. You can't think, oh, gators are only down in in the swampy areas of Texas near Louisiana and all this stuff. No. The guy they found a gator up there near Coleman, Texas, and right. he, he said that was the trippiest thing that when his friend told him about it, I was like. Yeah, but, you know, makes you wonder how it got there. Yeah. And, of course, also when you think about people, not too many people are always out scouring all over the countryside. People across this country think that we got hunters and fishermen always out there in the midst of nature 24-7, and that's not true. No. You know, and there's so much land. When you look at the landmass of North America, there's so much land out there that, that has not had any type of human that's completely secluded presence yeah you know if, if they haven't had it hardly at all and i'm my guess is if you got a lot of land out there that is not been uh traveled through or traversed by human beings you know at the most it may get traversed once every 20 years right you know that's just my guess but to to see a lot of these weird creatures to me is is not too far you know not too far-fetched I could, I could, you know. Now talking about uh, family and and creatures, uh, I've got a flying cryptid, uh, well known in uh, Mexican folklore. Uh, I actually received this story from a great aunt of mine, and it's uh, there's no location. It's uh, Texas Mexico border. The uh, the border belt or the Did you Rio Grande flying cryptid for flying cryptid we're the Chusa. Doing, we're not doing flying cryptids, dude. You Look, know what? We're Over on there, the that's where you can go with that. That <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm messing with. And you around the corner, take that crap around the corner. No, I'm just, just kidding. Just kidding. Good. Um, and it's not necessarily a a, a, a sighting. It's just more uh, lore, uh, more more tradition. And uh, my great aunt told me that it's a. Lachusa? Friend of hers, yeah, it's a Lachusa. Is Explain the, to that to the audience. Uh, allegedly, Lachusa is a bruja, which is a witch, a witch that uh, sh- uh, shifts into a giant bird with an elderly woman's face. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, these uh, 
beings, these beasts, uh, are known for uh, stealing babies, and that's part of their brujeria. Uh, also, their also curse. running EBT scams. E- EBT with scams, yeah, part. with the Lone Star and whatnot, you know, <laughs> falsifying uh, birth certificates. No, we're, just, we're <laughs> kidding, we're kidding. I'm just kidding. But there is some nasty stuff attached to this yeah, uh, the scorpion. Are. It's said that, uh, well, the, the elder that spoke to my great aunt about it spoke of her own grandmother, who was allegedly killed by this flying cryptid. Mm. So that's what I was saying. That's more lore, you know, maybe more uh, tradition or, or I wouldn't say origin because you hear about the Lechusa all over Mexico and, and southern part of Texas. But so allegedly her grandmother and a, another woman, a friend of hers, had gone to the river to wash clothes, which was a, a daily a, a daily routine. And according to the story, it was a a daily occurrence that a lechusa would fly overhead every day. And well, this particular day, her, her, her mother was in bad spirits or her grandmother rather was in bad spirits and began to curse or cuss this flying beast, this cryptid. They give a description. Uh, not in this particular story, but with the lore and the, tr- and the, the whole tradition that's normally a, an owl or, or a white can be white or black, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, uh, uh, five to seven feet, sometimes with a wingspan of 10 to 12 feet and that it has a, an elderly woman's face. Oh, and so, and but then, but then sometimes it's like feeling cute. Think I'll be a young woman today. Right. Feeling cute. <laughs> think I'll be a sparrow today. <laughs> So the uh, elderly woman decided to cuss this flying cryptid and the Lachusa then turned back and dived straight back, pushing the woman down where she struck her head on a stone in along the side of the river, instantly killing her. And the the elder's mother was left an orphan. And it's said through through tradition and, and lore and 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 you know the whole Mexican uh, heritage deal with the lechuza. It's said when sighted or approached, do not whistle. Do not whistle. Yeah. Do not whistle. Do not heckle the lechuza. That the best thing to do that the elderly have said is to wish this beast or this bird or this animal, this witch, well on its journey, and you will be unharmed. With that said, guys, keep your head on a swivel, kids. Yeah. Yeah. The the Lachusa story, I know Scorpion has a Lachusa story. Um <clears throat> I can get him to tell it one day, but it's like basically it's 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 pretty short. It was just that the people that when he first moved into the house he lives at in Montop, when he was when his parents live at now, when he was a kid and he first moved there, that the other kids said that the that they found uh, a woman tied to a like she was hanging from the fence <clears throat> because the people that lived there before caught a bird and hung it from the fence and the next day it was a woman wow. and of course the kids in that neighborhood they were they believed that story and of course you know and so he told me that story that they would always bring that up saying that that happened at his house well oddly enough brother you know, I, I know I mentioned it uh, in another episode and uh, I told you that I had a 
family story in regards to oh, Alachusa. Oh, yeah, the Lachusa, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've not been able to get back and Why talk. are you bringing it up? Well, no, my point is... is I'm it, all it, like, yeah! Oh, you're just, just going to let well, us down. Uh, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the quick overview because I still want to go back and, and, and quiz um, my mom. Maybe we wait till you get it, though. No, no, well, this, I'll give you the quick you're overview because I will be me. able to tell it because it correlates with that hanging bird story you just mentioned. Really? Wow. Yeah, it correlates with that because... Just to give you the quick brief overview is that I, uh, a great, great uncle in my family had been having issues with a lechusa and not so much him, but the ant. And long story short, that he set a trap and he caught it with a rope by the foot and that during all this stuff, he was praying as after he'd captured it, sprung the trap, caught it, and he was praying and tying knots for each knot, he was saying a prayer and everything else, and then he left it tied up, went to bed, woke up the next morning, came back outside, and there was a woman at the end of that rope. Wow. I don't have any more specific details, but when I do... You'll get them to us. Oh, you know it. All right. Well, that sounds good. This is basically Mexican folklore. We're, we're going <laughs> to do a show on it. Might as well just, you know... I, I was saving this gym for the Mexican folklore episode. Folks, you're going to get it early. I'm going to tell you right now... I got a story about the Lachusa, if you want to call it the Lachusa. Uh, we were driving the other day. I was with Anthony. We, we were talking about this, Tony, you guys. And I was, I believe I was telling you guys how there was a um, story. There were Eagle Knights and there were Jaguar Knights in the, in, in, in the pantheon of, of whatever in the Mexican folklore. or the, I'm, I'm sorry, the Mexican tradition of the, of the Aztecs. Mayans, and the Mayans, yeah. and of course you had all these different, the Toltecs, the Mixtecs, the Zapotecs, whatever, mm-hmm. the different types of texts, whatever. The but Olmecs. they all had these, the what? The Olmecs. Olmecs. Yeah. yeah. They had all these different types of, they were all sort of, you know, different, but then the same. Native Mexican. <clears throat> native, the Native Mexican Indians, yeah. And so what they had was a collection of different types of, of, uh, the, the animals that they lived around that they would name the coyote runner the deities that they worshiped. yeah and and then they would name them the 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 eagle knight the jaguar knight well the eagle knight i think that there there was a, a correlation there between that and this flying entity that this person saw because it looked like a a person with a bird head and that it would swoop down and it would attack people well that was a legend for this young man that told me this story until it happened to his grandmother, his bolita. She was walking home one day because they lived down in central Mexico, uh, not far outside of Mexico City in the area that was once the reign of the Aztecs. They had power in that region. Very dark, too. There was a lot of, like, sacrifice. I know that the blood that was spilled there was just ridiculous. It was like the, the human sacrifice was on a level that there was there's never been anywhere else on Earth that we know of archaeologically. They have just uncovered just tons and tons of death. And for everything, the rain, the sun, everything, blood had to be spilt. Heads had to be cut off. Hearts had to be pulled out. It was ridiculous. And so there was a legend of this uh, bird-type person that sounds very similar to the Lachusa. It had blacked-out eyes. Like, it had no eyes, I guess, Hmm. the way he described it. They were either described as being blacked out or they they were just hollow. And this entity 
would swoop down and it would it would attack people. And one day his grandmother got out of the bus, off the bus, and had to walk like several kilometers to the house. This was something she did every day. They were very poor people. And that this uh, this thing, she heard rustling around in the brush and she saw like uh, what where she heard what was like an animal like suffering, being killed, you know, like 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 calling out and it was like, you know, whatever. And he said that it sounded like some something was being killed in the brush. And she looked and she saw this this what looked like a human on top of this animal. They didn't, she didn't specify what the animal was. Uh, I'm assuming maybe like a deer or maybe a livestock animal and that it was an animal being killed and it, it turned its head toward her, but it had a, it had a bird type head. Yeah. And so this thing immediately lost interest in the animal and swooped toward her. And she began to run away like in the opposite direction through a field off of the main road and then it actually re- swooped over her, according to him, his grandmother told him this story, picked her up and then and then started to take her in the air and she began to, to struggle and whatever and her her jacket came off and it, it she fell like 15 feet and as she, she began to crawl away from the spot where she fell, this thing realized that it had dropped her, went swooping back down. At that time, a vehicle was driving by and that she ran toward the vehicle, waving the vehicle down and slamming herself into it and slapping on the glass. And these people, they slowed down. They, she's hysterical. These two farmers gave her a, a ride. She got in the vehicle with them, and then this thing swooped down and hit the vehicle over and over again, trying to get to this. She said that it got right down in the glass in the window where she was at in the back seat of this car and was just – she said it was like you could see through the eyes, and what was back inside of what should have been the head, there was like just red ember growing, like glowing. And that the mouth was like like it was just it looked like a rotted bird head, like it was rotted, and there was this tongue that was just kind of hanging out of it, and it had human like hands, but it was that with, with claws, and then it tore part of the metal off of this car. This supposedly happened back in the sixties when the cars were steel, according to what he said, and that this thing pulled and tore, and muscle, they got muscle cars, yeah, and of course they got to to the house and they were like lachusa I mean there was a lachusa they said that it was absolutely a lachusa, and then it had blood on its hands, like it had you know, and where she had been picked up, you know. In the air, he didn't say how high or whatever she went, but that she fell, and of course she she had sprained her ankle, but didn't it didn't even stop her. The adrenaline <laughs> propelled wow. her, and that she was okay. Other than that, and a few scratches in her jacket, she lost her jacket, and and she got some cuts on her shoulder. But this thing had talons, you know, on, like where the legs should have been. They were like talons, and th- this entity just reminds me of like the like these headdresses that the Eagle Knights wore, you know. And I know that there's a lot of legends and stories of these gods that they were eagles, they were jaguars, like like we're talking about Zyptotec, the jaguar. And so that story was, yeah, that was pretty crazy, that story. And that is the my most, I guess, what you would call it, prolific, I don't know if that's the word, <laughs> of the Lachusa story. That was the most terrifying one that I've heard of. You know, I've heard another one that was, but it was more like that old hag and we're going to get into that at some point, you know, in another episode. But there is one other story that I'm going to take it out with. How much time do we have to finish this out and round it out here? Okay, yeah, we got time. And this will take us to the to the, to the final minute here, folks. We're going back to Taylor. This happened to three friends of mine. I'm not going to give their names until I can confirm with them because I might even be able to get one of them in particular to come on the show and tell the story. And... uh 
this story happened in front of a friend of mine's house. They were waiting for her to come home, and this was in high school. They were in high school, and one of them was was real good friends with this particular girl, and they were waiting. And I know all three of these guys very well. And they see this guy coming down the street. He was dressed like a normal human being, just like a normal guy. He was what they said was wearing like a a black jacket. He was wearing all black, but he had like a normal cap on his head, like a ball cap. And and they said that in front of him, walking in front of him were five dogs and they were all black. They said that they were not normal dogs, though. Like they, he said that they all, they were all different. They weren't like all uniform. They, you know, according to them, they weren't like all Rottweilers. They weren't all one type of dog, German shepherds or whatever, that they were all different black dogs. And of course their eyes were glowing. It's a dog assortment. An assortment of black dogs. Yes. But they were all <laughs> black and this guy was wearing black, but he was wearing contemporary normal clothes and that he was coming down the road. And they said that the way he walked his his right arm and leg would move together and his left arm and leg would move together and and they actually sh- stood there and showed me like the movement of this of this person it was like very puppet like oh. when he got to the car he began to peer into the windows of the vehicle and one of these black dogs a really big particular shaggy uh, you know ugly looking thing jumped up on the hood now you might ask yourself why didn't they turn the key and leave well they didn't turn the key and leave because they couldn't the, the the battery was dead. Oh, that's like bizarre. when they tried turning wow. it, it was just absolutely dead. And I've heard this before, where something supernatural happens and batteries die. I worked at a job site where that was happening, and people were, you know, the batteries were dying. Um, the the battery was dead, and this this particular man entity, I don't know what you would call him. They said he looked Hispanic, like a normal, ordinary uh, Mexican man, and that he had dark skin, but his eyes were hollowed out just completely black and it looked like somebody had pulled his eyeballs out that's what they said wow. and it was dark and and they said that he was looking in the window and in particular looked in the in the the, the back driver's side window of this car and i know this this guy that it happened to he's a couple years younger than me but he was like literally kicking and screaming trying to get to the other side and the guy that was on that side wasn't going to let him get out you know to get away because this guy was hysterical he thought these dogs are all around the car, these black dogs. Yeah. And he said that the guy opened his mouth really, really wide. And it was just like the, his normal looking teeth. They weren't like, you know, canines or anything like that. But he said that it looked like his tongue was kind of sliding around inside of his mouth. It was, yeah, it was very weird. And all three of them, like they absolutely attested this is the truth. You know, this, in this story now, that one, the one friend of mine actually sent me a copy of the story. Um, and I showed my wife. And I've actually showed you, Anthony. That's really creepy. The, the story I've actually showed them the, his his words about this story. This isn't something I'm making up, folks. And he, you know, they saw this, all three of them. And I've talked to each one of them individually. And my brother and Scorpion and several other guys from the club have actually talked to these guys. Chief, I don't think you have, but we talked to these guys. You know, and they they told me this story individually. And so they and they said that the black dogs. They, they all just kind of kept. Then the guy kept walking zombie-like down the road he kept going the black dogs just kind of followed around with him and then they turned they look in the mirror and he's gone they could still see the black dogs for a couple minutes and then they disappear into like a fog that's really bizarre it's like a hazy fog that's what they said and it was just like that so that's that story and that'll that'll close out these uh black dogs and lachusa and the weird (laughs) 
Tex-Mex folklore. We'll call it Tex-Mex folklore. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of that. Yep. I know the we're kukui. never the kukui. Yeah, we're never yeah. in short supply. I mean, for all we know, this could you know get a lot of our listeners out there probably tell us their stories. We hopefully we'll get more. Yeah, absolutely. I've already gotten some lined up that that, that were telling me it was a guy that keeps trying to talk to me about his uh, grandmother that used to or grandfather I guess that used to drive a bus in Mexico. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to hear that. But uh, yeah, folks, that's all the time we have for for this. Uh, this was a, a three show marathon that we did with with my buddy Chief. Good times, guys. Good times. Thanks for having me, man. You guys want to learn jujitsu? This guy teaches jujitsu. If you want to get a tattoo, this guy teaches a ta- he teaches tattoo. No, I'm teaches just kidding. tattoo. No, he 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 does tattoos very well. He did a tattoo on on Tony. You want to give a quick comment about it? Yeah, it, uh, it hurt. <laughs> wow well that's to be expected from a millennial uh, no seriously he did a tattoo on him it looks really nice if you're if you want you could take a picture and put it up on the thing and show everybody what a good job he did on it uh, forsaken tattoos ladies and gentlemen that's chief and if you if you want to hit me up to get chief tattoo so i can get a good fat commission off and i'm just kidding. <laughs> no seriously and then I'll, I'll send you over to chief and he can tattoo you up man let me tell you he's a good artist man this guy and uh so that's all the time we have for this, and I appreciate it. DosWolfman88 at gmail.com. DosWolfman88 at gmail.com. Also, WolfandSal at gmail.com. That's WolfandSal at gmail.com. It's not, not hard to remember, folks. Also, like and subscribe. Definitely. Get on the YouTube and, and let me know what's going on, guys. If you guys can't tell your story, hey, write it up, send it in to us, and we will do our best. We'll we'll get to it as fast as we can. But we do want to hear your stories, man. Well, we Chief, you can do. just – Chief's being very rude to Sal. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm the one accused of being rude all the time. It's really Chief doing it. No, Chief's, Chief's trying to be uh, covert here. He just wrote upside down for me. That's awesome. Field. Sorry okay. about that, Sal. He just told me what it was. Field, <laughs> you know what? This show's very loose. We're not, we're not up here trying to rehearse or anything. We just talk and do what we got to do. Field investigations. Field investigations. That's what Chief is doing, for, and he's going to be doing that for us now. We just got him to – kind of partner up and do some investigating with us because I don't want to go out in the field, but I'll send these two guys out there to do it. <laughs> then I'll, I'll be on the phone with you one on the, on the show by myself. It's a sad day, guys. The yeah. Lachusa has gotten Sal the, in chief. The, the Lachusa has eaten chief. We are 86% <laughs> sure that Lachusa has devoured them. Deep fried. No, and now no, their no. souls are lost forever no, thanks it's to their the lust kukui. for wanting to see monsters. It's the kukui. kukui. The kukui strikes the ch- again. <laughs> the chupacabra <laughs> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, that's all the time we have for today. Like and subscribe. And I appreciate you you tuning in. You want to say goodbye, gentlemen? Mm, yeah, definitely, guys. It's been great. It's been fun. Remember, like, subscribe, and even comment. We want to hear what you got to say. Absolutely. Fu- future episode, hey, we're going to cover some comments and uh, answer those comments, you know. Uh, once again, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, uh, I am excited about this endeavor. And if you guys have any stories or uh, something that you'd like for me to go out and investigate uh, upon approval, um, we would like to accommodate you there. If 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 we we dig the story and approve it, we'll go and check it out. Yeah, and, and approval. We we are not going to go on private property that someone's right. going to shoot us. Here in Texas, you get shot going on private property. But For yeah, sure. absolutely. Especially here in Texas, guys, you got stories from, from the Lone Star State. Let us know. And that's all the time we have. I'll see you guys later. Paranormal Roundtable. Definitely. Y'all have a good one. Night-night. <laughs>